Glory, glory. scripture reading will come from Psalms 108, and I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be, all, be over all the earth. Give victory with your right hand and answer me, so that those whom you love may be rescued. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be Bless God. God for the word. our ancient ancestors. Ashe, I ask for blessings, covering, and protection over our senior servant, the Reverend Dr. F. Keith Slaughter. Blessings, covering, and protection with the blood of sweet black Jesus over all our ministers, our membership, our deacons. Cover, protect them all with the blood of sweet black Jesus. And this is my prayer that I'm going to humbly submit in the mighty majestic name. Of sweet black Jesus. Ishe Olua Kali Ba Jo, which means what God has created, no one can destroy. Ashe, 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 Ashe O. Thank you. 
Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga, Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga, Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Funga, Alafia, Ashe, Ashe. Cabo Elewa, Ashe, Ashe. Cabo Elewa, Ashe, Ashe. Cabo Elewa, Ashe, Ashe. Cabo Elewa, Ashe, Ashe. We're here to greet you, 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 Ashe, Ashe. 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 Ashe. Say a lafia and a lafia and a Funga lafia. Ashe. 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 Greetings, peace, alafia, funga alafia, ashe, ashe, ashe. You see, a long time ago, we had the kings and queens of Ile Ife. Can I hear you say Ile Ife? Ile Ife. Ile Ife, correcto. And... They were expecting guests such as yourselves. And when they expected guests, what they did was they put on their finest clothing. The women wrapped scarves around their hands. And they had fine musicians such as our beloved community orchestra, our very own Reverend Hightower on Jimbe, Reverend Knight on Jimbe, and Brother Yesia on the Doom Doom. And what they did was they created a dance, a welcome dance. And the dance was called Funga Alafia. Ashe? Can y'all help me out? I want to just show y'all a little bit of the dance quickly. And it goes like this from your heart to the sky, from your heart to the sky. From your heart to the sky, 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 from your heart to the ground, from your heart to the ground, from your heart to the heart to the ground. Faster. Heart sky, heart sky, heart sky, heart sky, heart ground, heart ground, heart ground, heart ground. Funga Alafia, I say, I say, 
Funga alafia, ashe ashe. Funga alafia, ashe ashe. Funga alafia, ashe ashe. Ashe.
Coming from Matthew 16, starting at verse 21 and uh, ending at verse 28. Stand as you are able. We're going to read it responsibly, which means I will read the red. You will read the green, and we'll read the black together. Ashe? And it reads thusly. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. 
for those who want to save their lives will lose it. And those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. All together? Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Oh, gracious, awesome, loving God. Lord, we call on you, Lord. We invite you, Lord, to come in, Lord, to come to us, Lord, to come by here, Lord. Lord, we, we are calling on you, Lord, because we need you, God. We're calling on you, Lord, because our worship is in vain without your presence, God. And so, Lord, we're calling on you, Lord, that, that, you, would, that you would see that our, our, our worship is worthy of you, God. We are calling on you, Lord, because we are standing in the need of prayer. We are calling on you, Lord, because we can't make it without you. We're calling on you, Lord, because we know, Lord, that with you, Lord, all things are possible, you, Lord. And without you, nothing is possible. God, we're calling on you in faith, God, because you said that we can't please you without faith, God. And so we're calling on you, Lord. We need you, Lord, and we're begging you, Lord, to come by here, Lord. Come by here. Oh, Lord. Come by here in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. And now, hallelujah. Woo! 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, thank you. Thank you. Now for our guiding ideals which will be led by our own wonderful, beautiful, intelligent Mariah Slaughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and continue with the principles of my eye. All right. Truth. Truth. Truth is the absence of lies, falsehoods, and fakery. It is the presence of honest, open communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Justice. Justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help get the most help. Order. Order. Order is acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified as helpful to the flourishing of our people. Harmony. Harmony. Harmony is maintaining the legacy and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as a part of the group. So that's different notes, different djembes, and the doom doom put together to make one beautiful sound. Amen. All right. Balance. Balance. <laughs> Living a robust life, tempered by wisdom, wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection. 
Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Reciprocity is understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in receiving, harvest, and reaping in every aspect of people activity. Amen. Let's give some. All right. Moving on to the virtues of my heart, we'll say these together on the count of one, five, four, three, two, one. Control of thoughts, control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose, faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth, faith in myself to assimilate the truth, faith in myself to will the truth, freedom from resentment under persecution, freedom from resentment under wrong, ability to distinguish right from wrong, ability to distinguish real from unreal. Ashe, good job. Molly will help us with Nguzu Saba. Grand Rising. Grand Rising. That's what Quay two times say, right? <laughs> now it is time for the Nguzu Saba seven principles. I would say the Swahili word first. You will repeat it after me. Then we'll move on to the English word. You will repeat it after me as well, and we're going to run through the stanzas together. Is that okay? All right, umoja, umoja, unity, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujichagulia, kujichagulia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. Ujima, ujima, collective work and responsibility to build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers' problems our problems and to solve them together. Ujama, Ujama, cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Nia, Nia, purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kaumba, Kaumba, creativity to do always as much as we can in the way that we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani, Imani, faith to believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Anything. 
Lord, we come right now. We just come asking for one thing, Lord. We come praying for unity, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bring us together, Father God. Lord, please, Father God, just like with the Trinity, Father God, bring us that close, Father God. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. And we thank you for what you already done. In Jesus' name, we pray now and forever. Amen. 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 I worship and adore you. Oh, I want to tell you. Just want to tell you. Lord, I love you. Thank you, God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Reverend Hightower. Thank you. For praying for us this morning. It's now time for our Sankofa moment. This morning brought to us by our own dear brother, Quay Two Times. Grand rising, good people. Got a word if you don't mind. Let's uh, navigate. Navigate through life. Uh, sometimes you're going to have to reroute. Sometimes you're going to be stopped. It's a whole maze. But navigate. That's the word. Even if you're defeated, you feel defeated. There's victory in it. Even if it comes to death, you still have the victory because you left a stepping stone for the next. So take honor in that and um, navigate. Asheo. Today's say Kofa moment person is Dorothy Dandry. Dorothy Dandry, Dorothy Jean Dandry was an African American actress and singer. She was the first African American film star to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actress for her performance in Carmen Jones. Dandridge also performed at the Cotton Club and the Apollo Theater. During her early career, she performed as a part of the Wonder Children and later the Dandridge Sisters. Yeah. 
1959, Dandridge was nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Prodigy and Biss. Porgy and Biss. All right. She has been recognized with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Dandridge died in 1965 at the age of 42. Let's give it up for our sister. It's time for us to share. Yeah, it's offering time. And I want for you to do your best to make a contribution to this ministry this morning. Whether you be worshiping with us online, you can go to dollar sign, the beloved community, that's dollar sign, T-H-E-B-E-L-O-V-E-D-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. Why? Because we love you. And you can make your donation through Cash App. Uh, even if you're in the room, you can make your donation through Cash App. But I would that everyone would stand prepare to bring your gift. Be led by your ushers to bring your gift. Yeah. Somebody say bless. the 
the city, girl. about to be blessed with another number from the beloved community orchestra and chorale. Put your hands together for them as they come.
the beloved community orchestra and chorale under the direction of Brother Leon Amos, accompanied by Brother Todd Wyndham on drums. Well, I am on the battlefield for my Lord. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. And I promise him that I'll serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Well, I was alone and idle, and I was a sinner too. But I heard a voice from heaven saying, There is work to do. So I took the master's hand and I joined the Christian band. And I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Oh, and I promise him that I would serve him till I die. I am on the battlefield for my Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let us Go to the throne of grace. Oh God, we thank you for this morning, for this another preach opportunity. I pray that you would bless these words that emerge from my consciousness, uh, printed on the page before me. I pray that they would take life, that they would be breathed, would engage the people and that we might be able to soar above our concerns and problems as a result of hearing your word. I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. From the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 13, beginning at verse number 22. says, 
And if you say in your heart, why have these things come upon me? It is for the greatness of your iniquity that your skirts are lifted up and you are violated. Can Ethiopians change their skin or leopards their spots? Then you can do who are accustomed to do evil. I will scatter you like the chaff driven by the wind from the desert. This is your lot, the portion I have measured out to you, says the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in lies. I myself will lift up your skirts over your face and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries, your neighings, your shameless prostitutions on the hills of the countryside. Woe to you, O Jerusalem. How long will it be before you are made clean? The verse of concentration is verse number 26. I will lift up your skirts over your face and your shame shall be seen. I want to use for a subject what I've decided to call, let's see what's under that skirt. Let's see what's under that skirt. The title of this message might seem a bit risque, provocative, and or inappropriate. But this is subject matter that is found in the biblical text. And before you choose to become offended and tune me out, I invite you to listen and discover if there is a word from the Lord for you in this message. I have difficulty understanding the why God doesn't just fix I often wonder why this tension between my will and God's and the will of the world must exist. Just the other day I heard someone say that Satan works for God. In fact, the editors of the Encyclopedia Britannica have written that the word Satan is the English transliteration of a Hebrew word for adversary in the Bible. With the def definitive article, the Hebrew word denotes the adversary par excellence, mainly in the book of Job where the adversary comes to the heavenly court with the sons of God. His task is to roam the earth like a contemporaneous Persian official seeking out acts or persons to be reported adversely to the king. He is the adversary of the brethren. His function thus is the opposite of that of the eyes of the Lord, which roam the earth, strengthening all that is good. Satan is cynical about disinterested human goodness and is permitted to test it under God's authority and control within the limits that God has set. In Judaism, it is sometimes understood that as adversary, Satan acts as something of a divine prosecutor for God. 
the two figures are not seen to be antithetical. So the idea is that God and Satan are working together and that God has given the devil the power and authority to move around in the world creating scenarios of examination to test the fortitude and the faithfulness of humankind. That is a, theology, a theological understanding of basic life challenges that does not make sense to me. Why would God need to test the people who love God? What is the source of God's insecurity? Would the world and the people of God not be better off if God just changed us or fixed us so that we would automatically fall into adherence to the will of God? Why would God intentionally create an adversarial system of human interaction? Because if God can't trust us, we damn sure can't trust each other. So what's the point of it all? I don't know the answer to these questions. And as if I did, I would still only possess the capacity to change me, to change myself. I can't change God. I can't change the world. I can't change you. I can only change myself, or do I even have the capacity to change myself? How do I regulate the flow of pain and pleasure in my life if I don't possess the capacity to adjust the settings of my experience? I reckon that the real question that I wish to engage is actually right in front of me, but I somehow am reticent to inquire, and that is, can a black man change? To be sure, black women have asked that question from the beginning of humanity. While black men lie sleeping, adrift in a dream after a refreshing bath, a sensual shea butter massage, and a scintillating session of lovemaking, the black woman is watching your chest rise and fall while wondering, musing, and calculating the changes that she will make in you. White men have, with scientific accuracy, mapped the behavior of black men to the point whereby they are not only able to manipulate the black man, they are able to control the environment wherein he operates and thus change him. And so another set of questions arise that this text may be able to answer for us. For instance, does God use our enemy to punish us? Or even more specifically, is God using white people to punish us and to force us to reveal what's up under our skirts? To begin to get at answers to these questions that I have raised, we start at verse 1 of this chapter, but scholars are actually confounded by the somewhat random construction of this chapter. An interpreter has written that this chapter contains five passages which do not have any common theme. All are pessimistic in tone and come from the latter part of Jehoiakim's reign or even later. Jehoiakim was the son of King Josiah and the younger brother of Jehoahaz, whom, has succeeded as, whom he succeeded as king of Judah. The original name of Jehoiakim was Eliakim. But Pharaoh Nero, or Nico, the ruler of Egypt, changed his name when he removed his big brother from power and presented him with the crown. So Jehoiakim accepted reporting to the Egyptian Pharaoh 
But when Egypt was defeated by Babylon, he had to shift alliance and pay tribute to Nebuchadnezzar. After a few years, he became weary with checking for Nebuchadnezzar, and he bucked and got knocked for his trouble, taking Judah down with him. This is the context in which Jeremiah reflects on the pitiful state of his people. He begins in verses 1 through 11 with a melancholic tale comparing the people of Judah to a filthy rag that is good for nothing. He laments in his angry sadness and blames the people for rejecting God. The text then shifts to another parable of sorts in verses 12 through 14 comparing Judah, the kings, the priests, the prophets, the parents, and the children, all of them, to broken, drunken, worthless pieces of pottery. Verses 15 through 17 contain a totally different and seemingly disconnected poem which appeals to the sisters and brothers of Judah to change before time runs out on them in their prideful arrogance. His words are caring and compassionate, saying, but if you will not listen, my soul will weep in secret for your pride, my eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Shift number four, verses 18 through 19 in this text represents a notice to the Negroes who thought that they were beyond the reach of the enemy, telling them to get ready to go down with the rest of the people. The interpreter shares, in all probability the king here is Jehoiakim and the queen mother is Nehushta. Jehoiakim, the son of Jehoiakim, whom I mentioned earlier, who got dead and died during the first attack on Jerusalem by the Babylonians. Jehoiakim, at age 18, ruled for three months and was enslaved just as Jeremiah had warned, and his mama too. A message to the uppity elite Negro, listen and learn, you know who you are. The fifth and final movement in this text begins at verse number 20. Listen, beloved, as Jeremiah writes a scary love poetry to a woman who ain't got no act right in her. Lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north. Where is the flock that was given you, your beautiful flock? What will you say when they set as head over you those whom you have trained to be your allies? Will not pains take hold of you like those of a woman in labor? And if you say in your heart, why have these things come upon me? Is it for the greatness, or for your greatness of your iniquity that your skirts are lifted up and you are violated? Can Ethiopians change their skin or leopards their spots? Then also you can do good who are accustomed to do evil. I will scatter you like chaff driven by the wind from the desert. This is your lot the portion I have measured out for you, says the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in lies. I will lift up your skirts over your face and your shame will be seen. I have seen your abominations, your adulteries, and your neighings and your shameless prostitutions on the hills of the countryside. Woe to you, O Jerusalem, how long will it be before you are made clean? The interpreter writes here, Jerusalem is addressed under the personification of a woman. She is a shepherdess who has forsaken her flock 
and is now about to be dishonored by those that heretofore she thought were her friends. But what these poetic words really reflect is a political and military power shift that has Israel caught in the middle. Jeremiah compares the people to whom he ministers as mere thoughts who have opened themselves up to too many intimate encounters and now find themselves misused and discarded. Oh, my beloved family, I know that it may seem impossible for a black man to change skin tone, but look at Sammy Sosa, lighten up. I know that it is impossible for a leopard to change its spots, but this is not about skin tone or spots. This is about character and behavior. This is about how people think about themselves and how they see themselves as compared to others. Jeremiah is saying that the beautiful black people of Judah have a tendency to play themselves. They thought it themselves out to the Egyptians, then the Assyrians, and then with the Babylonians, and it's just embarrassing because it appears that they have no capacity to change. Do you see that? But how many of you paid attention to the fact that this whole chapter is all about the changes that they were going through? It seems to me, dear sisters and brothers, that the people are able to change. They just have chosen to make the wrong changes. Actually, the only constant thing about life is change, is transformation. And so when you've been embarrassed, disrespected, pimped out, played, tried, tossed, tumbled, and shamed to no end, the question becomes, where is your dignity? Our people have been fooled, bamboozled, tricked, misinformed, and manipulated by our enemies. We Africans have been beaten, raped, abused, confused, and messed over by the Portuguese, the British, the French, the Spanish, and any other cave-dwelling cracker who decided to make war against us. The one constant in this whole exchange is us. Like the children of Israel, we are black and we are in pain. We are confused. We are publicly and privately shamed. We are scattered and our skirts are pulled up over our heads because we have chosen our enemies and their ways and culture over the mighty God and the culture of beautiful black ancestors that we have ignored. The time has come for us to change transformation is a choice that we can make together as a people we can make a shift and decide to reject the lives of the enemy in which we trust and begin to trust ourselves and trust each other it doesn't have to be like this we can change. We no longer must bend our backs to accommodate the inadequacies and the insecurities of those who enslaved us. We must choose to stand together as African people and be the change that this world is waiting to see. Everybody has seen up under our 
skirts the world is privy to our pain our shame and our embarrassment and we must change so that we can reclaim our dignity our self respect and God the God of our ancestors is waiting to restore and to repair everything that was lost and broken because of our pride and our trust in the lies of our enemies. We must remember that we are beautiful, we are lovable, we are valuable, we are brilliant, we are creative, we are powerful, we are magnetic, we are inspired, we are capable, we are loving, we are resourceful, we are resilient, we're magic, and we are beloved, and we can change, we can change in the twinkling of an eye, we can change just like Jesus went on Mount Calvary. He had to change into our Savior while on the cross dying for our sins. He had to change to transform. He had to go through the change before the world upon a cross hanging higher stretched wide open he died till the moon ran down in long lines of blood he died till somebody said surely 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 this must be the son of God they took him down off of that old rugged cross put him in Joseph Barrow's tomb. He stayed there all night, Friday night. He stayed there all day Saturday. He stayed right there all night Saturday night. But right early, early, oh, early, Sunday morning he got up out of the grave with all power all power in the palm of his head ain't God able ain't God able won't God fix it won't God fix it ain't God able to fix it right here and right now to alleviate the pain to alleviate the stress to give us a brand new start. Ain't he able? Shout yes! Shout yeah! Shout yeah! Say yeah! Shout yeah! Oh, oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah, yeah! 
got to reset our expectations. We must reset our expectations. You want to see what's under the skirt? I've seen your abominations, your adulteries, and nayings, your shameless prostitutions on the hills of the countryside. Woe unto you, O Jerusalem. How long will it be before you are made clean? We have been made clean by the blood of Jesus. We have been made clean. His blood that was sacrificed was the payment for our sin. And we have seen this scripture come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. We offer Christ to you. The door of the church is open. Why don't you come right now? We offer Christ to you. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my brother. my brother. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my sister. Oh, my sister.
was given none accepted but yet there is room let us prepare now for the Lord's Supper also if you've not been able to give you may do so you may bring your gifts and put them in the leave them in the bucket right here yeah. Brother Cecil. Cecil Mack. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and he blessed it and said, this is my body that is broken for you. And then likewise, he took the cup after supper and said, this represents my blood often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. And we recall with reverence the death, burial, and resurrection of our Christ, particularly on the first Sunday when we share together. And so I would that we would share now. Your bleed and did. 
this carnal element, this cracker, this bread that represents your body that was broken for us. We pray that when we eat it, we will become more like you. Let us eat together. Ashe. And likewise, he took the cup after supper I want you to flip and pull the, the tab off and reveal the juice that is there. This juice represents the wine that they drunk, which represents the blood of Jesus that was shed on the hill called Calvary. And as often as we drink it, we do so in remembrance of him. Let us drink together. Now I may say that almost all things are cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there may be no remission of sin. I thank God for this opportunity to share with you on today, and I pray that your heart has been blessed by our service, and that your spirit will be renewed as a result of us observing this Eucharistic meal together. I thank God for you and for your presence today. And I pray that you would arise and prepare for. Let's make us a circle of responsibility.
this circle and the families that they represent. We bless our food pantry and those who are forming a line outside it right now. We ask, oh God, that you would bless and provide for all of us according to your bounty, according to your riches and glory. We love you and we thank you and we ask that you would be with us as we engage these perilous times that are before us. We love you, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you, and we ask every blessing in the name of your Son and our Savior, sweet black Jesus, sweet black Jesus. our healer, our deliverer, and our soon-coming King. And as for his sake that we always pray, amen, 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 ashe, 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 now reach your hand up into the sky and pull down a handful of power and snatch it into your body and shout, Harambe, Harambe, 
Harambe. That means let's all pull together. And if we pull together, we'll be able to pull it off and make it and make it go in peace and the peace of the Lord go with you. I love you and God loves you too. Oh, it's our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our faith. It's our duty to fight. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win, yeah. It's our duty to win. We got to love and support each other. love and support each other. We got nothing to lose. nothing to lose but our tears. I said nothing to lose. nothing to lose but our tears. We ain't got nothing to lose. nothing to lose but our tears. We've been climbing high mountains. nothing to lose Yeah, yeah, Going through deep valleys. nothing to lose Oh, yeah. the peace of the Lord go with you. I love you. God loves you too.